Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Hey everybody, this is T and welcome back to Purposely Bossing Up Podcast. As we mentioned, we are currently in season five and we are highlighting some change makers and game changers. So we are here today. We still in Philly though, because you know, we highlighting the folks in Philly that's doing the thing. And we here with Ron Green today, who is the founder and creator of Tribe Worldwide Apparel Company. Hey, Ron. What's up with it? I'm How you good. doing? I'm good. I'm glad to be here. Thankful. Thank you. You are absolutely welcome. You are absolutely welcome. So I always start my podcast off with asking my guests, what is your definition or meaning of purpose? My meaning of purpose. Well, I think it's really what you, what you, when you decide what you're passionate about, when you find something that you really feel like you connect to and, um, you know, you, you create a pathway to attaining these things, you know, um, I feel like those things help you to define your purpose, the things that you really feel drawn to mm-hmm. naturally, the things you have a natural aptitude for that you can develop skill sets in. Those are the things I feel like, you know, help you to develop your, uh, your purpose and really uh, find your way to uh, fulfillment. Mm, it's that fulfillment part. We're going to touch on that fulfillment part later mm-hmm. on. But I always also ask this question. It sounds a little elementary, but it works. Um, if you can describe yourself in one word, what would it be and why? Um, I'm a disruptor. <laughs> and um, I'm purposely that way because you have to be, uh, as, a, as, a, as a hustler, as a salesman, you you got to be able to make people stop in their tracks and check out what you're doing. Mm-hmm. If you have a product that you're uh, looking to be able to push, you got to be able to, uh, you know, set yourself apart. Mm-hmm. So... Being able to be that disruption in somebody's timeline is what, you know, I really uh, like to, that, that's how I, I approach business from all, all angles, yeah. Come on, disruptor, shaking the table. <laughs> He's shaking it up for because, you know, that's just like when you in a restaurant and something full. Oh, yeah. Everybody looking. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah that? That? when that glass break, yeah. It's a wreck. Yeah, so it's like, listen, when I'm out here. Yeah. Y'all gonna see what I got. Exactly. I'm dropping the glaze, okay? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I love it. I Stop love it. Scrolling. <laughs> I love it. So let's talk a little bit about mentorship and role models. Did you have any key players that played a huge part in developing who you are today? Mm. I've had a, I've had a couple people. Um, when it comes to the cultural aspect, you know, my my father instilled a lot of uh, cultural pride in me coming up. You know, I, I tell the story a lot of how when I was uh, a very young child, he would be playing the um, Malcolm X record on the record player, uh, Ballad and the Bullet. <laughs> you know, and this is something that I grew up in my household listening to. Um, but, you know, he, he really kept me in tune with, uh, you know, like the pro-black um, mindset mentality. And, uh, you know, that's why I committed myself to loving a black woman. I committed myself to uh, having a pro-black business mm-hmm. and uh, being sure that I'm, I'm always, uh, you know, exuding that pride no matter what I'm doing. You know, it's just making sure that I'm representing, you know, us in the best light possible. 
Um, but yeah, and then as, as far as business goes, Nehemiah Davis has definitely been an inspiration to me just because of the type of uh, tenacity that he approaches, um, you know, everything um, as far as business goes and just uh, learning the craft and then applying the things that you learn. It's because a lot of us get caught up in, you know, just <laughs> learning things and you yeah. go into these seminars and you sitting and you paying hundreds of dollars to, to buy these books and get them autographed and mm -hmm. you want to take a, get a photo op with these people. But are you really applying what you learn? Right, so, right. yeah, like I feel like he's like the, 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 the real, like, example of application. You know mm. what I'm saying? So that's that's why I, I really uh, gravitate towards, uh, you know, how he operates. Well, that's good to know. I'm glad you had some key people mm -hmm. that, you know, were able to drop in those little gems and nuggets yeah. so you can be able to develop the individual that you are now. Because it's unfortunate that some people don't have those kind of individuals mm. to be able to kind of guide them in the right way. You know, a lot of people say that the streets raise them. Yeah. You know, they were counting on the people that was outside the home mm -hmm. to help develop them. And unfortunately, some people turned out great. Yeah. And some people may have strayed away. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's the thing about life. You know, yeah. we don't know the hand we're going to get dealt, but mm -hmm. we are in control of the cards that we do have. Indeed. And that's really, um, like you said, when you're defining your purpose, it's, it's really being sure about what it is that you're doing with yourself, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And under like, but that, that takes a, a journey of like self-discovery, Yes. you know, and, and really trying things and, and failing and, and everything. And that's really what restricts a lot of us from growth is being afraid to fail. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's really like just something that I want. I, I always, you know, tell people is to, you know, you got to step out. If you feel passionate about something, mm -hmm. you got to be willing to step out on it because it's, it's within you for a purpose, right. for a reason. But nobody else is going to do it the way you would do it. Exactly. So that's why it's important for you to take action. Action. Take action. He said it. Take action. So how do we basically get where we are today? What was the aha moment when you said, you know what? I'm going to start this apparel line or I'm going to get in mm. the cannabis industry. Like, mm. what, what was the mindset? What was all the thoughts going through your head at this time? Well, for me, it was uh, it was over the course of years where I was I first was developing the entrepreneurial mindset. Mm -hmm. So it was always in the cards for me to be working for myself, um, you know. But of course, coming up, you got to work for somebody else just mm -hmm. to just to be able to supply your your habits and be able to uh, you know do the things that you want to do. Right. And um, you know, so I, I learned at an early age, you know, just to be able to I, I value the hard work mm -hmm. and understanding, you know, like that. You're not going to get anything worth having unless you put the work in. So right. just developing my mentality was very important early on. So my mother had me involved in like entrepreneur camps okay. over in um in West Philly and um at the uh, at the Enterprise Center out mm -hmm. there. And uh, you know, so those were very uh, pivotal in my life, mm -hmm. just helping me to be around other young black people mm -hmm. who were thinking the same way or, or were gearing their minds towards, uh, you know, self-sufficiency. So mm -hmm. that was powerful for me. And then, um, you know, really getting another thing that really helped me in my journey was getting involved with like multi-level marketing and things like that. Okay. That exposed me to, you know, basically being willing to hear the word no and keep going. Because right. in, in business, when especially when it's product driven, Everybody's not gonna want what you got, right? So it's like I really had to be able to to get a, a, a true grasp and understanding of that in order for me to. I, I feel like that was very, once again, something that was very uh, 
pivotal in my success story is being able to hear those no's, knowing that there's going to be a yes yeah, at some absolutely. point. And then, and then we just roll from there. So, um, yeah, but I mean, for me, I really, what it came down came down to as far as the fashion goes, mm-hmm. um, I was working as a model and talent agent um, back in 2011. And when I left that, I really, uh, I left that with a, with a desire to want to get into fashion okay. like directly. I'm like, mm-hmm. I see how fashion influences people and I see how it can, you know, like really, you know, how you dress, right. like says a lot about you. Right. So I wanted to be able to, uh, get into that, uh, aspect of self-expression and help people to say the things that they wanted to be able to say. Right. Yeah. So I, I worked with a couple different fashion brands from then and, uh, I, I really learned a lot. And I was able to take the things I learned from those two fashion brands where, um, and that's an important point for people is, uh, being willing to, uh, to, to add your talents or to help someone else mm-hmm. because you're going to learn a lot in that, in that process. So by me putting my hands to work for somebody else's business, I was able to glean a lot of helpful information for myself later on. So I'm applying what I learned and I'm not going through the same pitfalls that they went through. Right, right. You know what I mean? All the growing pains and stuff, I was able to kind of skip by that just by learning. And, uh, yeah, so now here we are today. The, the moment that inspired a lot of what we have uh, from my brand today mm-hmm. was just, um, it was all through social media. And that's what's the most powerful thing about my story, or one of the most powerful things is the fact that my brand was built on social media. Mm. Long before somebody even could touch a shirt physically, I was able to build my brand just visually right. and people were, because what I had was desirable at the time, right. people were willing to shop with me and that was how I was able to actually build my brand and get the capital because without it, I didn't have the money. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's, that's, that's something for people to know. It's like, you don't have to have the product in your right. hand to have to, to, in order to get the, the, the capital up front, if you can just present a prototype. Yep. And you can market it properly. People will be willing to pay you money up front, mm-hmm. and that—that's the unique thing about it. Most people can't tap into that, but when you do, like you gotta really be ready to strike while the iron's hot. So that's what I was able to do, and I built my brand just off of the strength of a viral moment. Right. Really, really. So um, that's that's what it that's what it came down to for me, and just uh, staying focused on why I got started, which was helping people to express the things that uh, that they felt most passionate about. Mm. And when it comes to culture, hella black, hella proud is one of the most pa- powerful statements somebody can make. That is fake. So, yeah, so that's that's really, uh, you know, how we how we got to the point we're at now. That is amazing. And it's, it's good to know these backstories. Because mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, you know, we can become so fascinated with what we see on social media. Mm-hmm. But people have to understand that social media is a, a world that we created. Yeah. So I'm going to show you what I want you to see. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So I appreciate the vulnerable people, the authentic mm-hmm. people, those transparent individuals, which is also the reason why I even started the podcast. Because I honestly don't give two shits how you made mm-hmm. six figures and what you have now. I want to know what happened before then. Mm-hmm. Did you live in your car? You know, mm-hmm. did you have to move back home with your parents? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Did you work five jobs and had two kids? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, those are the moments 
because those are relatable. Yeah. You know, we have other women out here who are parents who work in five jobs. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We have men out here who just, you know, I, I got to stay in the shelter until yeah. I find somewhere to live. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Those are the experiences that I really, really respect. And then that's what makes me really appreciate the grind. Yes. And see, the thing for me, right, I attach, I, I really identify with what you, what you just said, right? Because I... I didn't start off in fashion. Before this, I was doing, I was a nursing assistant. Wow. I was a nursing assistant for almost six years. And, um, you know, I didn't really, I, I appreciated the, the, the fact that I was helping people, mm-hmm. like, on their day-to-day, get through. Um, but I didn't really feel like I was making an impact on the world. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's like, I, and then I ended up losing that job, and I couldn't get back into the, for some reason, I couldn't get hired, but I guess it was because I needed to move forward right. <laughs> and do what I was, what I was here to do, what my purpose is, right? right? So it's like, but I, I really, I had some tough times where I ended, I did have to move back home with my parents, mm-hmm. and they, and thankfully, they gave me a soft landing space where I was able to kind of recalibrate my efforts mm. and get back to, you know, uh, you know, really pursuing the things I was passionate about. That's everything. Thank you, parents. Thank, Thank you for being understanding. Thank you. Thank you. You know, because some people don't say it enough. Yeah. You know, because sure. people feel like, you know, I'm older. My parents are supposed to do it because that's my parent. Mm-hmm. No, your parent did everything they could do for you until you was about 18. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for you to grow up. Not saying that they're not going to have your back in case something happens, but they're not obligated to do that. Right. Once you get older, they don't have to. Right. So thank you, parents. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you feel may have been the hardest struggle to get where you are today? Hmm. I think uh, really the, the 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 biggest hurdle for any of us is the battle that occurs within. Mm. You know, and, and even when you just asked me that question, a couple different answers came up. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's everything always comes back to self. Mm-hmm. And how do I deal with problems and external issues? Like so, really, the 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 issues, the biggest hurdles for me have always been like overcoming you know, that spirit of procrastination, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or that spirit of complacency where I feel like I've done enough today or something like right. that. When there's really, there's always something you could be doing, but we're kind of like in this space of self-care now where it's like, oh, you know, you did enough today. So <laughs> your efforts are, your efforts are enough. You know, it's like, like we're in that space, right? So it's like you be giving yourself leeway where maybe in times before, you've been like more harder on yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like finding a balance in that space where I'm like, did I do enough? Right. And everything like, yeah. So it's, it's I feel like the, the biggest challenges is always within me. Okay. Um, but I, but externally, I've, I've definitely had some things that have popped up that have presented challenges, but, and then I've had to rise to the occasion. So, mm-hmm. um, a couple of years back, um, this was in what, 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, Amazon. Uh, one one day, I, I'm that, so I went to Morgan State University down okay. in Baltimore, and I was at homecoming, and uh, I got a I got a text message from somebody, and they're like, "Yo, did you see your your sh- like like there's some company there's Am- Amazon is bootlegging your shirts or something like that." I'm like, "It's on Huffington Post." So, and they sent me a screenshot. I'm uh-huh. like, what? I'm like, "What do you mean?" So I go on here and I'm looking at the article. Apparently, there's some there's a bunch of different brands who were utilizing. Hello Black, Hello Proud, and they were selling it, basically bootlegging my products. 
But they were selling it in all different forms. A hoodie, the t-shirt, mm-hmm. sweatshirt, the same way I do it. Right. But then they doing it in different font styles and different mm-hmm. colors and everything. But, you know, it wasn't my product. So right. the quality wasn't the same. You know, like the, the, the layout and the placement wasn't the same. But the biggest offense was that they had a white, like, like the, you know how you can get a template model? Like, mm-hmm. you know, so they had this, like this template picture, but it was a white model. And the white model had a hella black, hella proud bathing suit on. So this was the thing that sparked all this controversy. So now it's all, I didn't even know this was going on. I'm, mind you, I'm at homecoming all Mind your business. So I get, <laughs> I'm getting this text and now I'm seeing on social media, all these people are like actually tripping out and they're going and they're, they're, they're like going to these companies that are selling it and they're giving them one star reviews. And, and mm. so, but, so it was crazy to me. And it, it felt negative, but it also revealed to me the amount of support that I had. Right. And the tribe that we built. So it was like, um, but it also showed me where I, I left myself exposed because mm. I didn't have my trademark right. tightened up. So that's where I really had to dig in. And I'm like, damn, how have I been running this brand since 2015? My most popular design, I ain't get a trademark yet. We were so, serving them with season okay? Yeah, so I had to really like I had to really get myself in order. I had to get with some legal assistance mm-hmm. and they helped me walk through the process of obtaining my uh, trademark. So when I actually uh went through that back in twenty nineteen uh-huh. and I received my trademark uh, at the top of this year. So Good for you. Hello Black, Hello Proud is officially trademarked. We own it. Right. And, you know, now I can do them cease and desist letters. Now I can shut these other companies down Mm -hmm. and I can register my trademark with Amazon and other brand companies like that. So that's just a lesson for everybody. You ain't got to do it. You ain't got to listen to me. But just understand that all these brands are even going to be bootleg. They bootleg Adidas, Nike. All the time. Balenciaga. It don't matter. So everybody get bootleg, but it's like, what are you doing to, you know, really protect your intellectual property at the end of the day? That IT is real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely real. Protect your stuff. Okay. Facts. So we're not going to talk about self-care because you just, you just down with my self-care. Okay. Because I wanted to know what you, what you do to kind of like, when you're not busy uh-huh. coming up with designs or selling product and things like that, like you spending time with family, yeah. all that kind of, like what you doing? Yeah. So for me... A lot of my, a lot of, if I call it downtime, is just spent really just enjoying like peace mm-hmm. and time away from the business and not, but, in, but the thing is because I'm doing something that I actually love, it's difficult to separate my thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, completely like on a day to day basis. Like even when I was just down in Miami a couple of weeks or last month now for a mastermind event. I had some downtime and everything, and it's like I still find myself strategizing <laughs> and trying to figure out like what I'm going right. to do when I get back home. And so it's like really, it is kind. Of, it's difficult to unplug because I feel so passionate and connected to it. But you know, I like to just. I mean, I I, I smoke. Mm-hmm. I smoke weed. Yeah, that's what we so that's the, like something I do just to pass the time and really like it. But it, it's something that helps me to relax, get my mind right. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm thinking about what I'm going to do for the day or if I'm just trying to, you know, unwind from what I've been doing for the day. Right. You know, yeah. But I mean, I definitely enjoy and appreciate and value time spent with family and loved ones, too. Like, I mean, I don't 
I've been trying to get out of the the, the my, this connection with uh, astrological signs and things when I'm a Cancer, and I just always I'm, I do feel very like sentimental and attached to like just being a homebody. You okay. know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm like I'm cool in my little shell. I'm good. <laughs> I don't need a whole lot. I'm like simple. But um, you know, I I, I do enjoy time, like I said, time with friends, time mm-hmm. with family and everything like that. Quality time. I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm here for it. Traveling too. Traveling's the shit. Traveling's always Traveling's the shit, but What's the know, best place you've ever been? The mm, damn the best place. I mean really the best place Hands down, because it's just the the most immersive experience I had was Ghana when I went to West mm. Africa. Like that was, yeah, that was like a, a really life changing experience mm-hmm. because it's not every day you find yourself in the middle of a country that's like majority black people, basically. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't want to say black people, but you know they they because they know themselves. That's the right. thing. They they know the tribe they're from, and that's the other thing I really that helped me to appreciate. Africans and and you know everything they have is just because they they know themselves you know yeah. what I mean they know where they're from they, and everything like that and uh, they have a connection with the land and all that and I feel like you know black people here in America you know there's a lot more to our story than uh than we're aware of right and um they I was just inspired really I, and and when I was there I you know um because we got a lot of people who's who's like you know when I was there you know I'm just I felt so connected, man. It's like, you know, if I'm being real, when I was there, I was never, I've never been more aware that I was an American until mm. I was there. You know what I'm saying? Wow. When you say like, oh, like, like we, we the same, nah, we not. Mm-mm. We not. Like, we a different tribe. Like, we a different, we different. Like, we did, like, you know what I'm saying? We share similar experiences. Right. And things like that. But we, we are, we are us. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it's important for us to identify like that. You know what I'm saying? So that we can feel more secure with, with our own story and stop trying to attach ourselves to everybody else. How about that? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So let's talk about success. Mm-hmm. What does success mean to you? Success. Success for me is is just fulfillment. Mm-hmm. It's fulfillment. Um, it's interesting I had I was I was uh, watching something I was watching a podcast or listening to something and this guy was just asking somebody a similar question like mm-hmm. what success means to her and she's like well money if I just could have all the money I need to pay for everything like all my problems and blah 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 but he's like yo but it's like if I told you like I'll give you I'll give you ten million dollars today mm-hmm. but you but you die tomorrow right you know what I'm saying it's like what you gonna take it's <laughs> right. like so you value your life mm-hmm. more than money and you value your time here like and it's like if I told you like if I give you ten million dollars a day but to but to but every like like your, the people in your family who are most important to you will die tomorrow like so it's like clear like of course you're gonna pick your family right. because the people in your life. The, the, the people in your life are really what give you the value, value and quality of your experience. Mm-hmm. So these are all things that have so much value and uh, really add to uh, if you have some type of idea of success. You know, it's got to be based on something that's like tangible and real. Money is not, you know, money is, is real, but it's not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's I like, you know what I mean? Because it's just a, a tool. Right. But like the people in your life. And the connections you make and stuff are so much more valuable than that. Like us being us being here right now, right? You know, and having this type of conversation, this could do a lot for somebody. You know, watching it. 
you know, so, uh, yeah, just having meaningful connections and stuff. But uh, success to me really is just like having that sense of fulfillment and having an abundance of the things that are most important to you in your life, you know, whatever that looks like. Like, because, of course, if you want to attach it to business or something, of course, every business is in, in place to make money. So mm-hmm. we making money, we successful. Right. Cool. But it's like me personally, what what is success for me is like, yeah, just having like some being being in a, either having a sense of fulfillment or being in a position to you know actively pursue that. Hmm. I'm the English with that answer. That's true. <laughs> that is so true though, because like you said, people be quick to like, okay, it's the money. Like you say, yeah. you can be here today, going tomorrow. What is that going to do? I can understand if you was like, you know what, success means I was able to make a hundred thousand dollars in revenue to buy my mom a new house. I can see that. Yeah, you can see it. But not to be like, oh, I got this $100,000 and now I'm going to go buy me a Bentley. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that, y'all. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Do not do it. But if you could ask young Ron or give young Ron a piece of advice, what would you tell him? I would tell him to just be more aggressive. Be more aggressive. Like, a lot, I know that I spent a lot of time. Um, you know, kind of observing other people doing what they do. And, uh, you know, I guess it felt like at the time, like an effort to learn or mm-hmm. something. But really, you know, you the best experience is the best teacher. So I'm trying to learn, but it's like, really, I could just get out here and do this shit. Do it. Just get out here and do it. Like, and you don't need somebody to validate you in your purpose. I don't need somebody to bless what I'm doing. I don't need anybody to tell me anything about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. If it came to me, like the same way the light bulb came to Edison or, you know, the the, the factory came, the, the car factory came to Henry Ford, like any of these ideas, they did it yep. because it was necessary. So I don't need somebody to tell me my thoughts are, that, that, that they're ideal or that they're, they're, they're valuable. Like I, it came to me mm-hmm. like that. Like I think therefore I am type shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I don't need somebody to tell me. <laughs> Don't yeah. tell him. So, so yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's like, I can, I can show you. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? I can show you. I can just do it. Cause the thing, the minute, the minute I share it with somebody, they can catch doubt on my idea. Mm-hmm. Start trying to tell me how I should go about doing it. Blah, mm-hmm. blah. You know, so it's like, yeah, you know, you just, just do it, Ryan. Just do it. Just do it. Do it, Ryan. Just do it, young boy. <laughs> do, like, it. Yeah. do it. Just do it. Yeah. I agree with that. That's, that's a good, a good motto because people, like you said earlier, and we talked about this in a previous interview about that self-doubt. Yeah. Like, all that external stuff, yeah. bad enough, we always, sometimes, some people be fighting with them internal voices. Yeah. But the external is what really matters because we're encountering people all the time. People always got their little say they want to say this, they want to say yeah. that. Oh, she shouldn't do it because of this right. and blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, you done got discouraged. Yep. You done sat down. You done put your little idea to the back. And now it's a year later and you still ain't made no movements with exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. So I get it. I get it. Just do it, y'all. Yeah. We out here. We ain't trying to get in trouble with Nike, but just do it. Okay? Make it happen. That's all you want to say. Make right. it happen. Make it true. You ain't got to say just make it happen. <laughs> do what you need to do. Yeah, do and the resources shit. is there. They are. They are. That's the one thing, especially if you got a smartphone in your hand. That's the, like, when, when you look at the perfect example of that is Wallo267. Mm-hmm. Wallo, that's what he always say. <laughs> mm-hmm. This cell phone in your hand is the most powerful device like known to man right now. Right. Because you can literally like you you can change the world. 
like sitting in your living room. That's right. You know what I'm saying? You can really start a movement. You know what I'm saying? Right from your desk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like really you sitting on the L typing some shit that could just go viral. You know yep. what I'm saying? So it's like really just just taking advantage of the moment that we in. You know what I mean? That is the truth. It's major. That is the truth. So do you have anything coming up that you can let our viewers and listeners know about? Mm. Well, we, we definitely have a few things coming up. So um, one thing we're getting ready to do is to, we're going to redrop our, our NFT that we did. We did an NFT version of our most popular design. Mm-hmm. I don't know if everybody knows what NFT is, non-fungible token. This talking about metaverse and cryptocurrency talk. But, um, you know, we, we did a, a uh, NFT version of our Hello Black, Hello Proud t-shirt. And uh, people are able to purchase this. And when they purchase this uh, digital version of our T-shirt, um, the, the idea is that it will come with perks and benefits. Okay. So it's like, you know, there's going to be like free gifts that you get mailed every month mm-hmm. by being a holder of this uh, of this item. Like this is going to give you, you know, early access to our, our new drops when we have them. Okay. Like when we have like limited edition items, mm-hmm. we'll make sure that you are notified before we put it out on social media so you get first dibs on that. You know, um, there's a few more benefits that we've added as well. But, you know, when you come and check out our site, you'll be able to tap in. Um, also, with uh, Hello Black, Hello Loud, um, we, we've, uh, we're actually getting ready to do, next month, we're going to be doing an event in New Jersey. So, y'all know um, cannabis is legal in New Jersey. And uh, up to this point, we've only been isolated to doing events here in Pennsylvania and Philly. So, um, you know, we, we, we're really excited to be able to branch out and start connecting with our people over there in Jersey. And then the next month, we're uh, either going to be doing D.C. or New York because those are also legal markets right. as well. So, uh, yeah, we're looking to move into that. And uh, the final thing is uh, we've got um, the Melanin Marketplace. Uh, the Melanin Market, we're doing an event next month with them uh, at the Showboat uh, Casino in Atlantic City. So uh, y'all can tap in. Just make sure y'all follow us um, on all social media, but you can find us on Instagram at Dope Tribe Worldwide, and the cannabis page is at Hello Black, Hello Loud. And our websites are tribestyles.com for the clothes and helloblackhelloloud.net for the cannabis brand. So, um, you know, we, we got a lot of cool stuff we, we're working on. Like I said, I just want to make sure that we keep everybody. I'm working to do a better job of keeping everybody up to date. Okay. So that, you know, nobody's like, oh, damn, I didn't see it. What happened? Why you, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we're working on it. Make sure you subscribe to our email list. Yes. So that you get, yeah, so that you can stay plugged in um, when I drop these uh, these notifications. Yes. And before we go, can you give a piece of advice to an inspiring entrepreneur who may be doubting yourself. Okay. Yeah, for sure. That's uh, perfect. Don't expect your family members <laughs> to support you. Don't wait for them to support you. Don't even, don't be sad, mad, upset, anything. Don't give that that piece of business, don't give that any emotion. Okay? Because they're not in place to shop with you anyway. Your family members are there to support you through your nonsense and whatever else they do grow, when you've been gr- growing up around them and stuff. But the one context they've never experienced you in is, is as a business owner. Mm-hmm. So be patient with them. 
as they come to grips with the changes that you're making within yourself. Because being a business owner requires you to reinvent yourself. And you start to operate on a different time clock than everybody else. You move differently. You got different hours. You know what I'm saying? So the way that you can that you can spend your money and 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 everything that you all the benefits of being a a business owner, the average person isn't used to dealing with you in that context. So mm-hmm. just understand that. Be patient with them. Like they say, like forgive them for they know not what they they don't they don't even know you. They don't know the form that you're taking on. Like you like leveling up. They ain't used to that. So. Just focus on developing your approach and being able to like properly present yourself and your brand image to the public, to the people that don't know you, because that's where your greatest success lies is outside of your current circle. If the people that you know right now was going to make you rich, they'd have already done it. Right. Like they ain't got the answers. You know what I'm saying? So it's now it's time for you to branch out. So get comfortable we're not relying on your family members to be that crutch for you. If they're not supporting you, it's okay. Because they, 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 they got to see, you got to build it. Like I say, if you, if you build it, they'll come. Mm-hmm. Like you got to actually build something for them to walk into. So if they don't see it yet, it's because you ain't built it yet. You ain't done a good job of describing it yet. So it's on you. Like I said earlier, everything come back to you. So That's don't right. make them the problem. You got to develop your brand and make your thing so irresistible that they can't help but deal with it. Because right. that's what it is for me. I had plenty of family members who didn't shop with me when I first launched my brand, but they start seeing it pop up on people that they know, like, and respect. They see it, uh, you know, on Instagram. They see ads coming down their Facebook timeline. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, damn, you out here. You're like, you really you serious. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, next thing I know, I see, I see your name come through on the order sheet now on the back office on my website. So it's just give them time, man. Don't just give them time. And if they even if they don't come around and ever support, still it's all right. It it's all right. right. It is all right. Well, that was amazing piece of advice. Funny, I tell that to a lot of people, mm-hmm. and still telling it to people. Got to. And it's like you have to understand. One, they probably not even your target market. No. Anyway, yeah. they might be your target They're market, not. but you can't always rely on those people. Like. The people might be down the street. Yes. And you worry about the people in the house. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, Ron, I thank you so much for being here today. You were amazing. I hope everybody enjoyed Ron today. Make sure you check out all of his stuff he got going on. He got the canvas brand, the t-shirt brand. He done told you about the NFT. He told you about everything. Okay? And I'm sure it's probably some exclusive stuff mm-hmm. if you get on the mailing list. So you got to mm-hmm. get on the mailing list. And with that being said, I hope everybody has an amazing day and continue to boss up with purpose. Mm. Mm. Ain't to it. Real one. Ain't to it. Boss. Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose.